0: That's eight hundred two five one seventy four sixty.
1: Now on the tea. Is it time? Let's do this. Hey, welcome in to this 85th Masters edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, son of 1970 Masters champion Billy Casper. Thanks so much for being with us as we have been uh, with you talking golf for 22 years. And for 20 of those years, right inside the media center at Augusta, covering the Masters, and unfortunately uh, not there this year due to the limited number of media with uh, COVID-19 protocols and such. But uh, nonetheless, uh, what an exciting couple of days. We're going to cover it all. We'll welcome in some guests, we'll give you some insight from on the golf course, and we'll give you our take as well on what is likely to play out this weekend at Augusta National, and who likely will slip on the green jacket here at the 85th playing. Bob, uh, before we get into it all, it was a great start to the week, a great anticipation, the drive, chip, and putt, uh, the Augusta National women's amateur, I thought was, uh, is, is, turned out to be such a great lead-in to Masters Week, and then, of course, the ceremonial tee shot and uh, honoring of Lee Elder, who broke the color barriers, the first black man to play in the Masters back in 1970. Seventy-five. I thought it was uh, absolutely well done and great to see, as always, Jack and Gary out there hitting those those tee shots. It just, it just never gets old. I mean, I, I we've we've had so much experience covering and being in and around Augusta that, regardless of all of that, each year it just feels so fun and special.
3: Well yes I agree with you 100%. Uh, it was awesome to uh see Lee Elder there. I I've, I've um I know Lee and his wife, uh I've known them for a long time and it was it was cool for him to be honored like that and of course Jack and and Gary as well. Um but I'll tell you what, it, this has been a really fun one to see. It's great to be back in April again uh and not November and to feel like it's a normal Masters with with patrons. And seeing the golf course playing uh, a little hard and fast and a little tough, but the guys are really um, doing a great job with it.
1: Bob, is green the new brown? Or is brown <laughs> the new green, I should say, there at Augusta? Brown the new greens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is interesting. Uh, of all the years, I don't know that I've ever seen it out of the gates hit that brownness usually by sunday afternoon on particularly hot years you'll see that brown start to take over but uh they uh, were expecting the the rain and uh, they prepared for it and they delivered a fantastic test over the first 36 holes we'll talk about it get into it all next as i said some great guests on tap as well uh hit us up at real golf is our twitter handle love for you to join the conversation we'll get into it all next right here on real golf radio
4: For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee.
1: Visit
5: firsttee.org. To get your highest performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D x-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything.
6: There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded The Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting The Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting The Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. Born from ten years of research
7: and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, the Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability; it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today.
1: Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada, the second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Wiskoff championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at Entrada. unlike anything you've experienced before
2: now back to brian taylor and bob casper on real golf radio. real golf radio
1: All right, welcome back to our master's edition of Real Golf Radio, and this segment is brought to you in part by our friends at Callaway Golf and the new Chrome Soft family of golf balls. It's not just better. It's better for everyone. Chrome Soft takes tour performance to another level. Callaway's re-engineered every aspect and element of the ball for more speed off the tee, longer distance off of every club in the bag, and what's great about, also, you heard from Jason Finley, who joined us a few weeks ago, is the ability to choose which golf ball is best off your wedges. So if you want the Chrome Soft or the Chrome Soft X or the new Mm -hmm. Chrome Soft X LS, they have that for you as well, which is more of a low spin option if you happen to put a lot of uh, tour sauce on your uh, wedge shots. So check it out at (laughs) CallawayGolf.com Yeah, man, you know about the tour sauce. Sauce. I Saucy. Like yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> certain greens, if you're playing some soft greens, and they happen to be pitched back to front, and you're coming in with a lot of wedges, you probably don't want the X, which is going to spin a little bit more in that situation. Go with the chrome soft so that you get a little more hop and stop rather than that zip back because it might come a little too far. That's right. You see some of that this week, especially on that 15th hole. Mm, man, you don't want to come up short on 15. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, y- y- it's it's tough to watch. You, you see players. Cam Smith was a great example on Friday. Yeah. You know, he's sitting there. He's laid up to the appropriate spot, but that's a downhill or 65-yard shot. The pin is front. He hits it up there. It lands on the front of the green, takes one hop, and he's probably within eight feet of the hole. And then the spin hits, and it's, you know, full, off the green. full flaps and send in the lifeguards. That ball is in the water. <laughs> so um, it's – yeah, it's it's uh, we've seen it how many times. Um, Adam Scott, you know, had a little uh, shot coming in on thirteen, uh, yeah. similar situation, caught the flag and almost went into Ray's Creek. Right. And it wasn't wasn't it Adam Scott that hit the flag at uh, Torrey Pines in the Farmers one year and went right back into the water.
3: Yeah, and and of course we remember Tiger Woods who was in contention, actually leading the golf tournament on the fifteenth hole. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but he, he flew it in there, hit the flag and, and it went back all the way into the water.
1: Yeah. And then he apparently took a wrong drop, but we're going to, yeah. we're going to look the other way on that one. Yeah. So, uh, but you're <laughs> right. Uh, it was, it was, it's, it is interesting that the golf course, let's start there. You, you led into it. Let's start with the golf course and then we'll okay. get into the leaderboards. It played on Thursday. Very, very firm. Um, yes. it was fast. It was, it was, uh, uh the greens were just slick. You, you might say uh, a little icy, uh, in that way. And then thir- then Friday, uh, not quite as fiery, but still just as good. W- what did you make of the setup of the golf course and uh, from from your perspective and the history that you've had there at Augusta, how, did, how do you like that setup?
3: Well, I think the golf course, basically the whole time along, was that we're looking to have weather at the end of the week, so we need to make the golf course a little bit more difficult, a lot more difficult than what we saw it in November, when they had to play the golf course softer um, and slower so that the grass that they – the the, the oversea grass that they put on that rye grass would be great and ready for this April's Masters. So it's the same grass that they used um, and that they've had the, the club open for. So they, they kept the course a little bit softer in November, allowed DJ and a lot of those guys to shoot some great scores and DJ to get the scoring record at 20 under par. But this golf course is totally different, and this is more what the guys are used to when they come to Augusta golf course plays fast in the fairways golf course plays firm and fast on the greens. And the caddy has always told us, and we'll talk to him in a little bit that um, if you want, if you want the scores to go up, you got to have fast firm greens. And so that's what we've seen. The The players called it fiery um, early in the week that they had never seen the greens this fast, this soon in the week mm-hmm. early in the week on Monday and Tuesday, and um, I, I think I think it's fine. You know, the reason it's brown is because they're stressing the greens a little bit. Um, they they kept the moisture out of the greens in the first round. You hit a brown spot, the ball was going to bound. If you hit a green spot, the ball would check up a little bit. But for the most part, the the surfaces have been really really good. The golf course played a little softer. The greens were had a little bit more moisture in them, and there is a chance today for um, some thunderstorms. Fifty to 60% chance, and then a nice day on Sunday again. So uh, it's, it's going to be awesome to see how this all plays out. There's some great guys right there on the leaderboard, but the golf course, I'll tell you what, is in perfect condition.
1: It was fun for me to watch guys have to be a little bit careful as they approached the green, even chip shots, um, putting. You know, guys were having to be careful. That's how I remember Augusta growing up yeah. and you know for the longest time and it it has felt a little bit over the last you know I don't want to say consistently but several years we, we have seen guys be able to throw some darts in there but a lot of that has to do with mother nature I mean yeah. this is the first week I can remember that we haven't had a delay because of weather I mean how many practice rounds have literally been canceled shut the golf right. course has been shut right. down in the middle of the week because so much water and thunderstorms coming along so I mean I I when you remember the story. I didn't, think that yeah. would, I didn't think they would ever do that when your dad said, oh, they might close the course. I thought he was teasing me. And, <laughs> and then I saw that, that that's a regular practice, and, and yet it didn't happen very often. But the last few years, we have seen a wet spring. Right now, this is a, a, a perfectly dry condition where they're able to get that golf course right on the edge, and guys are having to be very, very careful. And uh, the players with the most touch are the ones that are able to tackle the green. Bob, here we are at the halfway point. great stat uh, that was uh, thrown out there, 82% of Masters champions the last 50 years were at or within four shots after 36 holes. So uh, what what do you make of that? Uh, Justin Rose setting the mark at seven under. So those within, uh, you know, that are three under or better, according to that statistic, are most likely to produce a Masters champion this week. Well, and here's another statistic
3: for you too. Eight out of the last ten masters champions have gone in the late wave and the early wave in the first two rounds. And that's what Justin Rose and you know guys like Jordan Spieth and Tony Finau and uh Bern Viesberger, um, a lot of those guys are in that. Justin Thomas are in that type of mode. But um but yeah, you know, um I understand that that stat, but we've seen guys come from seven eight shots behind to win at Augusta going to the weekend. We saw Nick Faldo, when he beat Greg Norman, uh, behind by five shots and ends up winning the golf tournament. So um, stats are interesting things. They, They kind of paint a picture for us. But I'll tell you what, when you're playing Augusta National, you can throw caution to the wind, buddy.
1: Well... Yeah, but I also the one thing that I like about covering the Masters is that a lot of that holds true because it's the same yes, it venue. Does. And so you can really gather a lot. I mean, that's the why, you know, when Tiger Woods was in his heyday, he moved on Saturday. I mean that's what we loved about Saturdays, yep. is yep. he would use that day to move. He knew he needed to get into that final group. And it wasn't until I think the twenty nineteen Masters um no, it was the one right before it the previous last one that he where he came from behind to win a Masters. Yeah. You know, so. He, no, that, he had, it was 2019. It was 2019. He, but yeah, he was, it was in the final group.
3: It was the first time he'd ever come from behind to win a major championship. And he won the Masters. There that you way. go.
1: There, that's what it was. So yeah, I mean, it's he understood getting into that final group, and it's typically the final group or that uh, penultimate group that ends up producing a champion. So today's a big one. You know, let let's look at that leaderboard. They're bunched up there, Bob, and and yep. there's uh, there's some good players in there, but it also doesn't feel like they're you know, I, I, not to take anything away from Justin Rose, but it doesn't feel particularly like. He, he's he's he can't be overcome, if you will. Right, I mean, he right. got off to that amazing seven under sixty five. And then things got a little dicey in his second round, and, and he was able to pull it together again on the back to get back to even par and maintain his lead. But uh, what's your take there? I mean, Will Zalatoris is in some uncharted territory. We'll get into yep. him. He's a, he's a first-timer. Brian Harmon just playing in his third and first since 2018. Mark Leishman's had some good finishes, but has yet to win a major championship. There's Mr. Masters, Jordan Speed coming off a win last week. He's in there at five under as well, tied for fourth. And then Bern Wiesberger, Tony Finau, Justin Thomas, you know, I mean, some great players that are all stacked in there um, within that four shot kind of uh, area, including uh, yep. Xander Schauffele and Matsuyama. What, what are your thoughts on this leaderboard?
3: Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's 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 a pretty leaderboard. <laughs> I really like the way it looks right now. You know, Justin Rose, like you said, he got out to that that three shot lead to start this golf tournament, four shot lead to go start this golf tournament, and uh, you know, we were talking at the beginning of Friday Friday morning. Um, about what we thought was going to happen as, as uh, play started and that kind of thing. And I said, you know what, I just can't see Justin Rose going out there and running away with it. We've seen him lead many times after the first round, but I don't see him r- going out and running away from and extending it out. And and pretty soon he was at four under par mm. and guys had already caught him. So I think the interesting thing was that it allowed, you know, guys like Leishman and Spieth and Wiesberger and Tony and Justin Thomas – Guys that, that weren't under par but that were over par to go out and shoot a good score and get right back in the mix of the tournament. And that's what's so cool about Augusta and that's what's so cool about the first two rounds because now by Justin Rose shooting even par and getting it back to even par for the day on Friday and, and being at seven under par – he has allowed a lot more people to get in.
1: Yeah, we'll get into moving day later uh, coming up here on a Saturday. Short break, we'll get into each one. We'll break down uh, each one of these players and exactly where they stand uh, and what we think about each one of them here with 36 to play. In the 85th Masters, you're listening to Real Golf Radio. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home, well... Take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Roost Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. before you buy it beginners are welcome come and learn from the experts at get some guns and ammo open seven days a week you might know mountain
3: land supply for its plumbing products but did you know mountain land supply also carries landscaping irrigation supplies and tools they can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe sprinkler heads and nozzles to use for your yard using smartphone technology you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers for all your landscaping needs Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you.
1: This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at HoopsVision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops vision.com
2: now back to real golf radio talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big for real here's brian and bob all right
1: welcome back real golf radio master's edition thanks so much for joining us. Hit us up on Twitter at Real Golf. This segment brought to you by the all-new Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. Check out BlackDesertResort.com. A Tom Weiskopf championship golf course, 36-hole putting course, driving range. that will be nice and lit up at night. Plus, how about a 19th hole Island Green Par 3 for settling the bets and having a good time with your buddies. That will also be lit up at night. This is going to be a fantastic resort at a year-round destination in St. George, Utah. Check out BlackDesertResort.com. Hey, Bob, let's get right to the uh, players here. And Justin Rose opened up with that stellar 7-under, 65. Came back in even par. He was a little shaky. Uh, What do you make of Justin Rose and his chances? Does he right the ship today? Um, He's got a lot of time to think about it. He'll be going off in that final group. He's had two runner-up finishes in the past back in 2015 and seventeen. Tied yeah. for second in Saudi Arabia, but then withdrew from the Arnold Palmer and really hasn't played at all until this week because of those back spasms. Yeah, and and that's the thing that I find kind of
3: interesting is it's been a month uh, that he's taken off to uh, to work uh, on his game, to help out his back, and to get back with his old coach, Sean Foley. So, um, you know, I it's... It's almost like it's almost like it's it's unexpected to me having heard that and um but I'll tell you what he's made a bunch of birdies and had an eagle in the first round and um and because he's making a lot of birdies he's putting extremely well and so you know I expect him to to be right around there but i i wouldn't expect Justin Rose to win the golf tournament
1: All right, he's held the fifty four hole lead back in seventeen. That was the only time that he was in the and uh, the only time that he was in the final group on Saturday I should say is back in two thousand and four um, tied for third so far this week in greens and regulations seventy eight percent he said seventy one percent of his fairways. 58 putts with two, three putts. Tony Finau, by the way, leading the field with just 50 putts through 36 holes and no three putts. Bob, three putts are always a big thing for you. Every year that we talk about the Masters, you know, you always point to that because it it, it seems like the Masters champs a- end up emerging, you know, without a three putt or maybe a single three putt for the week. right. Right.
3: And remember, we talked with uh In November, we talked with Ben Crenshaw about the greens and about the complexes around the greens uh the chipping and the putting that goes on at augusta National and how it's and he called it diabolical mm. um and so a uh, a a guy really needs to figure out what he's doing on the greens every year to be able to um to have a chance to win the golf tournament justin rose has has a lot of experience on the golf course. Um, he understands the greens. He's putting the greens extremely well. Um, he's just hitting some very errant shots in the first nine holes, but he seems to be bringing it back in the second nine. Um, unless he shores that up and gets it consistent on the front and the back, then I don't see Justin Rose being there on at the end on Sunday.
1: You got to get a little consistency, no doubt about it. Yep. Interestingly enough, his weekend scoring average uh, his his scores range everywhere from eighty one. To 66, so um, it's you know that that's a big spread for Justin Rose. Will Zalatoris and Brian Harmon sitting there at six under par? I'm pretty confident that there are very few, if anybody, that had picked those two players in their <laughs> Masters pool. But uh, Will Zalator is playing in his first Masters, trying yep. to do what only yep. Fuzzy Zeller has been able to do all the way back in 1979, and that's win the Masters on his first attempt, which is uh, pretty daunting. But is it only me, Bob, or is watching Will walk around there tall and lanky, fearless, going after shots? Is he just like... Blowing look, blonde hair. Does he not look <laughs> like a young Johnny Miller? Yeah, you know, That's what um, stands out to me. He's he's
3: a phenomenal player. And he's done extremely well. He he went to uh uh what was it? Wake Forest? Wake Forest Ar- Arnold Palmer's alma mater and had the Ar- Arnold Palmer scholarship when he was playing there. He played uh on the the Walker Cup team with uh Cameron Champ and also uh uh Morikawa. And he was 1500 in the world about a year and a half ago. And now he's in the top 50 in the world with how he's played on the PGA tour and the corn Ferry tour. And he gets more and more comfortable every time. So I, I he's, he's a gamer. He's a gamer. I don't know that he's going to win the golf tournament, but he's a gamer. And, um, I think he'll, uh, he would be extremely happy with the top 10 Brian Harmon. It's only his third time playing at Augusta and, uh, and he's another guy. Um, But another lefty that could have some success here too, top 10 would be phenomenal for him as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mike Weir blew the doors off of the the lefty thing back in 2003. And since that time, Phil Mickelson and Bubba Watson have both said thank you very yep. little and picked up five green jackets as lefties between the two of them. And, you know, now you've got uh, Brian Harmon trying to add his name to the lefties that uh, own a green jacket. And, you know, good for him. I Look, you mentioned that he's only playing in his third Masters, his first since 2018. Um Previously, in his two Masters, he only broke par in one round. He missed the cut in his first try. Um, But he's been playing well of late. He tied for third of the players, tied for fifth at the WGC match play. Those are his last two events. So when you look at that, you go, hey, there's a guy that's coming into form and he's got it going on a little bit. So again, a couple of great stories right there with those two players. Yep. But I think Will Zalatoris, you know, again, Masters rookie out there. I, I think that's a- going to be a fun one to watch this weekend because he's going to start feeling some things he never even knew he he could feel before.
3: Yeah, he's almost coming into what, we saw with Jordan Speeth in 2014 when Bubba won, um, you know, Jordan Spieth was leading the golf tournament and then Bubba, Bubba took it from him and ended up winning. So, um, It'll be interesting to see what he does, definitely.
1: Yeah, well, there's like I said, great story in the making. And then we get to five under par, and there's Mr. Masters. Jordan Spieth, who's leading the (laughs) field in greens and regulation, leads the field in fewest bogeys with just two. But, of course, he had that triple bogey on nine back on Thursday in the first round, got himself into some tree trouble. And, you know, the statisticians jumped right out and said, how many Masters champions are... Also, uh, you know, had a triple bogey the year they won. Guess what, Bob? It's none. Zip. Zero. So that aside, Nada. you know, you got to look at the fact, despite the triple, he's had yep. just two blemishes on the card so far, and he's at five under par. So had he somehow hit a good tee shot, that one bad swing cost him though that, that triple. And, you know, he did make a mess of the green. So I guess you can't blame it all on that. But it was a frustrating situation on Thursday for Jordan Spieth. And yet here he sits just two shots back with 36 to play. Well, and not only that,
3: um, but his decision-making in the second shot, once he hit it in the trees there, he tried to fit it down through a narrow chute, hit another tree, and it and it ricocheted back over to the left, um, which gave him a worse uh, situation. But Jordan Spieth, you know, had he just pitched it out, he probably would have made bogey at the worst, and um, and he ended up making triple bogey. But for him to turn around and bring it back, uh, finish at one under par on Friday and then or on Thursday and then shoot four under par on Friday. Um he's right back in the flow of where he was when he came off his win last week. And uh when Jordan Spieth has confidence confidence around Augusta, you you gotta stand up and watch.
1: How about Mark Leishman also there at five under par this is a, a veteran journeyman golfer that's put himself in contention in a lot of major championship situations has yet to break through.
3: Well, um, you know, he's had a fourth-place finish here at Augusta, and um, he likes the golf course. He plays well on the golf course. He's um, kept himself away from uh, maybe, I I think, only a couple bogeys or a couple blemishes on the card. Um, And here he is at five under par. He plays well here, and he's proven that he can play really well against uh, a lot of the best players. So uh, Mark Leishman is, uh, is right there. Moving along at five under par, ties for fourth.
1: He's won five times on the PGA Tour, but yep. uh, still looking for that first major championship. He's played, uh, this is his 14th Masters tournament, and he's only had one top 10 finish. Mm. Oh, sorry, sorry, nope, pardon me. That was the wrong stat sheet here. Let me get back up to the Masters. This is his ninth Masters, right? and he has had two top 10s. So my apologies. That was his PGA Tour Statistics that I happen to gotcha. be looking at at that point in time. So, again, the one top 10 on the PGA Tour this season, but two top 10s in his eight times played at the Masters. And, uh, you know, coming off of 2020, he tied for 13th. Um, just the one round in the 60s, though, in his last 10 rounds So um, prior to this year. So, you know what, maybe, maybe he's found something. I, I'm not ready to count Leishman out, by the way. he Guys like no. that that yep. keep putting themselves there – eventually the door busts open and, and, and they walk right through. So I'll be interested to see how Mark Leishman plays. Let's go to the four unders now. These two are intriguing to me uh specifically. Obviously, we're fans of Tony Finau and good friends of ours, but Tony sits there at four under par. He tied for the low round uh in the second round with a six Crystal. under. Yeah, got that. Uh So he leads the field in putting, and I think this is so interesting, Bob. So many critics of Tony female will point to the fact that the putter has just let him down. And yet here he is with just 50 putts over 36 holes. Mm -hmm. And in his two April masters, he's finished third and fifth respectively in his, in putting statistics for the week. Yep. And so that would lead me to believe that it's something other than putting that's holding him back. In fact, if you look at it, he has eight fewer putts than Justin Rose and he trails him by three. Yeah. So you would think with eight fewer putts, you'd be well ahead of what Rose is doing. And yet he finds himself three back.
3: Yeah. He's nine fewer putts than Justin Thomas, but Tony, uh, I think, I think what you saw in the first round, um, is that his ball striking wasn't up to par, especially his driving at the ball. Um, he drove the ball better in the second round on Friday. And, uh, and the putter has been what? 26 in the first round, 24 in the second round. um, Reed, Patrick Reed, when he won the Masters, uh, I think he had just over 100 putts. And if Tony can do that with the putter over the next two rounds, you you could see Tony right up there in the winner's circle.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I, I think he's there. He's made 10 birdies. And his scoring average on the weekend in his six rounds at the Masters is 69.6. Just to give you an example, Justin Thomas, who's also right there, both of them chasing their first green jacket, his weekend scoring average over 10 rounds is 71.3. So I guess we move into JT. He's gotten better every single year that he's played at Augusta. Um, He's uh, he's only broken 71 time, and that was a Saturday 69 back in 2019. But uh, for the week, 59 putts with a three putt, he's hitting 78% of his greens, but just 54% fifty four percent of his fairways so he hasn't been exactly great off the tee. uh what what's your take on on j t and of the two players that we're talking about there at four you know who do you like to, to have the better weekend
3: wow um uh j t you know he's coming off the the win at the players championship where he on the weekend what do you shoot one twenty eight i think is what he shot on the weekend it was crazy um what he was able to do. So um, he's proven that he can win big tournaments. He won the PGA Championship. It's time for him to win another major championship. Um, and uh, yeah, both those guys. You know, Tony shoots six under. Justin shoots five under. Those guys. Those guys are 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 two of the picks that I have had that we talked about. Um, I picked Justin Thomas and Tony Finau as kind of my dark horse, and I also picked Jordan Spieth. I'm still sticking with those guys. To, those are three um, good ones to 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 be right there uh when it comes down to it at the end of the week. And out of those two, I don't know. It's kind of a pick 'em right now. Um and those guys it the way it's stacking up right now, I think those guys let me see, one, two, three. Yeah, Tony and Justin will play again tomorrow play again today. Uh, in the third round.
1: Yeah, well, that'll be a good and comfortable pairing for them. We'll yeah. see if they can push each other to, to make some moves. Bern Wiesberger there at 4-under had a great 66. Uh, same as Tony Fino. opened up with 74, came back with 66. That was tied the round, low round of Friday's second round. Siwoo Kim, uh, Cam Champ, also in there with uh, Hideki Matsuyama at 4-under par. Siwoo Kim, Bob. We got to take a break. But when we come back, I got to ask you about Siwoo. I mean, the guy's in the top five. He has a three putt and he decided to break his putter and finish out with a three wood. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable stuff and there. made four pars coming in. Why not? Maybe I'm going to putt with my three <laughs> wood later today. Who knows? But uh, uh, that's, that's who's at the top of the leaderboard. We'll have to take a break. We'll come back. More of our Masters coverage next, right here on Real Golf Radio.
5: Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI Speed Frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers. We're framing
1: the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. unlike anything you've experienced before
4: for over two decades first tee has created experiences that build character we believe every kid deserves to feel supported safe to try something new and to be prepared for what comes next we develop their swing but more importantly their inner strength because we know what's inside doesn't just count it changes the game
6: Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher.
4: Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med
6: school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the folds of honor. Thanks to people like you. I know my dad
6: is not forgotten.
7: Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today.
2: You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian
1: and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. This segment brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf when it comes to major championships, WGCs, and tours worldwide. More players choose Odyssey than any other putter in golf. Check out odysseygolf.com. And, uh, you know, we left off there. See si Woo Kim. Bob, See si Woo Kim, if you are in the top five contending, just because you have an awful 3 putt and things don't go well on the next hole, you do not break your putter. But then well, again, maybe it was just the just the shift he needed mentally to buckle down and focus and I'll tell you what, the when they when they zoomed in on that 3 wood putt on 16, <laughs> that stroke was so good, I actually thought maybe I should bust my 3 wood out and start practicing. <laughs> it was really good. Oh, you know what? You know
3: what the problem is now? Now he doesn't have the putter. He's either going to have to get it reshafted or he's going to have to go find one in a golf shop or at the golf shop at Augusta National uh, for the third and fourth round. And uh, that's not going to bode too well for him.
1: You know what? I'll bet that thing is already shafted and feels just the same as it did before. There'll be, there'll be a uh, golf rep that'll swoop out of the uh, pine somewhere, fix that thing up, and away he goes. Let's, let's bring in an expert on this one. There
2: are bag rats. (laughs) And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy
1: on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, the caddy joins us every week right here on Real Golf Radio. The man has spent many a year inside the famed coveralls of a caddy there at augusta georgia for the masters tournament caddy joins us right now what's up man
9: uh, you know i'm just doing a little work i'm just hanging out watching the masters and i, I oh you know how i love those firm conditions man that fun that first day was Slippery and treacherous and fun to
1: watch. Yeah, we've mentioned it several times. The caddy always says, if you want to make it tough on the guys, make firm firm up the greens, make them firm and fast. But before we go, we were just, just talking about Siwoo as we went to break and then coming back in. Uh, I mean – I've seen guys that have busted clubs or something, and it's been you know they're already down the road anyway. In fact, Rory McIlroy was pretty you know he was more justified in busting a club or chucking it after shanking one in on ten uh, into How about the bushes. Him hitting his dad, or hitting his dad. I mean, it was it was all around kind of a. Somebody <laughs> asked me that by the way. How would you like to hit your dad at the Masters? I'd love it. Are you kidding me? That means I'm playing and he's watching. Of course, I'd want to hit my dad. Anyway, um, <laughs> what, what's your, what, what do you make of Siwoo Kim, though, literally in contention, top five, busting his putter with a few holes to play? Well,
9: sometimes in this game, how old is Siwoo Kim? About 16, 17, 18 years old? It looks like, like that. it.
1: Yeah.
9: Hey, you know, sometimes your emotions get the better of you. And, um, Remember when Davis beat on the – he kind of dinked the sprinkler head at Bay Hill and, the, and it started, you know, busted and water was coming out all over I don't over that. remember
1: he, that. No. Oh, yeah. Oh,
9: yeah. yeah. That was priceless, yeah. And he barely yeah, he touched the, it, Bob. I mean, it wasn't like he hit it yeah. that hard. Broke the head right on the 17th green, and it's like flooding. The, it was tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Mr. Palmer had – I'm sure he had to go in uh, – do was tenants with Mr. Palmer in the office after that, you know. But anyway – Anyway, um yeah, I well, the thing I will just comment on this. Forget breaking the putter. I saw the three wood come out. I did I didn't see him break the putter. And then all of a sudden I see him say, making a practice stroke with the three wood. And they're just focused on the three wood. And I watched the path of it and I said, That's one of the purest putting strokes I've ever seen with a three wood. <laughs> Who is that? Who is that? It's C Kim, and I'm like, Okay, well what's he doing? You know, what they're actually doing with a three wood? And then he and then he goes to hit the putt. How pure was the putt? Oh the yeah, he it missed really it. Good. He missed it, but it yep. was I, he wasn't going to hit that any better with a putter. And so then he like, threw the ball in man. the water
3: on fifteen. After that one,
9: he did. He did. He donated it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know, you, you have to sacrifice to the gods sometimes. The That's
1: turtles. Difficult. The turtles appreciated the turtles. the, mm. the uh, gift. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Well, I Kim, heard
9: they preferred bolada, but that's you know.
1: Well, right, right. Yeah, of course, it's easier to to a little to bit break softer to yeah.
9: digest. Yeah. Mm, a little softer. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: according to the players' guide, Siwoo Kim started playing golf at the age of five. That was six years ago. So, uh,
9: right, right, <laughs> ten years ago, ten years.
1: Ago. Oh, ten years ago. Sorry, let's
9: yeah. get the, we got to be accurate. This he's, is a you know, new <laughs> it was, show. It was
1: actually twenty years ago, but anyway, yeah, he's he's twenty five. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh well, he's almost done. Okay. <laughs>
9: Oh, so, awesome. okay,
1: so the Siwoo, uh, that that's – yeah, anyway, I don't want to go clear down the road of, of people that have broke putters and survived. I mean, uh,
9: yeah. I saw something yesterday I've never seen before. All right. In professional golf. I saw – I've that? seen a guy – I've seen my player putt it off the first green into the bunker on his third shot of the tournament. But I've never seen a guy pin high with an eagle putt putt it in the water on a hole. Wow. Ever until yesterday. 15 was uh, a little bit over the top yesterday. Jordan Spieth, what a, well, you can say what a break. I mean, he had a good shot, but his chip was in the water and he ends up making a three because it hits yeah. the pin and doesn't, I, that's absolutely 100% in the water. And, yep. uh, Oh yeah. Well, I've, I've had, uh, you know, I, I, I caddied for a moose there one time. Moose, <laughs> the moose 17, that's 17, t- 17, that's a 10. 17 pars and a 10. Mm-hmm. And and with, with the shot that looked out for Eagle, we, we had discussed this before. Yep. Mm-hmm. That yeah, hurts. I've been there. I've hey, been hey, there and K- done that. I've seen it. Hey,
1: Caddy, while, you, while you're there, talk us through that shot. If you lay up on that hole and now you've got 60 to 70 yards downhill with a wedge over that water, just talk about how hard that shot is.
9: Yeah, the thing that you can't appreciate till you've been there is they, tend to, they, they mow the fairways back to the tees, first of all. That doesn't right. sound like a big deal. But it's just enough to get that grain going a little bit into you. So if you just barely catch it a little too behind the ball, you can just lay out on it just like that, especially considering you tend to have a downhill lie with the ball above your feet, which is not easy to hit a wedge solid off any downhill lie, but the ball above your feet especially. Yeah. Um, it's easy, it's, easy, it's easy to hit it fat when the ball's above your feet with a wedge on a downhill line, you thin it when it's downhill with the ball below you so that's a tough shot for a righty um, a little easier for a lefty but that's yeah, there's really if you go way down there to the left where the drop area is, it's flat by the drop area but you can't lay up there because it's five yards from the water mm-hmm. so you've got to make <laughs> that's the thing first of all is not only is it a delicate shot but the lie's tough. So it's pretty it's pretty demanding a little wedge shot. And that's why you see everybody typically land it a few steps past the hole and end up back by the French. They're yeah. just kind of taking the safe route. So Yeah. If you clip shot, it a little yeah, thin, a it's
3: going to go over. You know, it's going to go long, and it's going to go over the back edge. You know, my dad, um, that was not a hole that he went for very often. He, even during his career when when he won the Masters, um, and so his thing was to lay up no matter where the flag was on the green to lay up as far left as he could you didn't you don't have uh-huh. to get it all the way down there by the water but to lay it up as far left as he could around those trees and then you're yeah. actually shooting back up into the green uphill yeah you're uphill a little and bit and uphill yeah. into the green instead of hitting off of that downhill
9: yeah that's a that's, that's that's what i thought was the right play until i had my player do that to me to 10. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm agree I'm agree with you. I mean, but I thought. I but thought he almost made a three. Yeah, he did. He did look out for a three. So we'll give him that much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jordan Speed did call that uh, the best break he's ever gotten at Augusta. So, yeah, it was an
3: inch away from hitting it in the water.
9: I like the shot he hit out of the trees on 13 when he basically had no shot at all. And he's right. just he's looking at Greller trying to get the adult approval to do this incredibly <laughs> risky or let's even call it stupid shot. Uh, how about I just, Michael, how about I just take a five iron and just try to go through 14 pine trees with it and see if we can get lucky. You like that, Michael, you like that? And I'm like, yeah, but what's, what Greller sitting there going, wow, this is like, what grade did I teach? Second grade. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is kind of like, yeah, well, yeah, okay, go for it. And, yeah, and, and then he, he does The it. probably said to him, it.
3: you know, you could probably make another triple like you made on nine, trying to hit it through the trees." Yeah.
9: I mean, hey, I could see us making a four. I could see us making a nine. Yeah, whatever. Yep. But he, yeah, but then he, of course, he hits the shot and it goes right through all the trees. like yep. nothing. And then it almost goes in the hazard left. That was the best part. Slow down. Don't go in the hazard left. But, yeah, sometimes it, it, there's, see see, Jordan's got a couple crazy little things going on. And that's kind of what happens when you win a tournament. Just yep. saying,
1: mm. he'd just be the saying. He'd be the first player with a triple on his card to win a Masters. But you know, he's certainly playing well. He, other than that triple, he has uh, only two bogeys on the week, which is the Watch fewest this. in the field.
9: I'm looking at the leaderboard, and you go to the the, the, the over under version, which is my favorite, uh, like the boards on the course, mm-hmm. and you just see. I mean, man, this is like they might In and Out Burger might have to sponsor this tournament next year because there's a lot of double doubles out there, <laughs> and there's more than that, you know. And then see came on animal style on his putter. So we're we're like, uh, I mean, he did. He went full animal on it, right? That's right. We we, That's right. we yeah. But but I'm thinking uh, Stableford scoring. I want to I want I want someone to to add up who's leading this Stableford because there's triples, doubles, eagles, birdies. Have you ever seen – you know what this course is doing? It's making everybody understand what it's like to play like Phil Mickelson. Because everybody's got like five birdies, and eagle, a double, two triples, and four bogeys, and shot 73. That's like Phil. <laughs> That's what Phil does every day. Right? So, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. It's oh, neat, though. Can't even. Boy, the poor guy's doing the scoreboard. They must have blisters by now. They're changing numbers. <laughs> Every hole they're changing in a number.
1: Caddy, we got about 30 seconds left. What's your prediction or who who do you like going into this uh, last 36 holes?
9: It's going to be Spieth and Justin Thomas with the first childhood best friend forever, buddy, buddy, uh, you know, Brat Pack from Palm Beach, even though they're only JT's done. That's going to be your Sunday pairing. They're going to go head to head and it's going to be. A
1: long playoff. Mm, That's what I'm predicting. A long playoff. Okay. Interesting. All right. Okay. There's the prediction from the caddy. Well, enjoy it. I hope you have an egg salad sandwich and uh, kick back, and it'll be a fun one to watch this weekend. Thanks, bud. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. He's the best and a great experience inside the ropes there as a caddy. We'll take a short break. Wrap up hour number one next. Before you buy it, beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns & Ammo, open seven days a week.
3: 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future. Future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y realestate.com.
1: Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at hoops vision.com
2: you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian
1: and bob all right, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much to the caddy for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. If you missed that, just follow us on Twitter at Real Golf or wherever your favorite podcast site is found. You can download and listen to the show or its interviews in its entirety at your convenience. Still to come on the back nine, hour number two, we'll welcome in Jeff Babino from Augusta as well as Boyd Summerhays working with Tony Finau, getting him ready for this weekend. It's Masters weekend, and you're listening to Real Golf Radio.
11: USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
12: A day of mourning in the United Kingdom. Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, has died at the age of 99. Daily Mail reporter covering the royals tells Fox News Prince Harry will surely be at the funeral.
4: I would absolutely expect Prince Harry to be there. I mean, you know, given that the pandemic is still going on and restrictions in the UK are quite serious, we don't know exactly what that will look like. But I do think that he will move heaven and earth in order to make sure that he will be there, certainly for the funeral. And the important thing is that the royal family is able to come together, support one another and collectively mourn
2: the loss of their patriarch.
12: The prince died Friday morning at Windsor Castle. President Biden's gun control measure is starting to take shape. This is an epidemic, for God's sake, and it has to stop. Colorado Representative Lauren Boebert suggested Thursday that President Biden is a tyrant after he argued the Second Amendment was not absolute. USA Radio News.
11: Woke culture. It's choking America, erasing our history, threatening our freedoms, our laws, and even our police. Now Grant Stinchfield exposes the secret woke agenda and the hidden players behind this very dangerous movement. Watch Stinchfield tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax TV as he reveals the real dangers to you and your family. Everyone is talking about Stinchfield, because each night he gives you the cold, hard truth you need to know. Newsmax is now America's fastest-growing cable news channel on all major systems. If you don't get it, call your cable operator. Tell them you want Newsmax or you'll switch. Remember, you can get Newsmax free on Roku, YouTube, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, and smart TVs like Samsung, Sony, Vizio, or LG. It's even free on your smartphone. Just download the free Newsmax app and start watching. So find out about WOKE and its dangerous plans for America on Grant Stinchfield tonight. Just tune into Newsmax TV. It's real news for real people.
12: The U.S. Customs and Border Protection reported that a record 172,331 people were taken into custody trying to cross the southern border in March alone. Included in that number were 18,890 children migrants, which is the largest monthly number ever recorded. President Biden announced executive orders on guns, including attempts to reduce the proliferation of 3D printed guns known as ghost guns. Under current law, manufacturing ghost guns is permitted for personal use. The more contagious British B117 strain of the COVID 19 is now the most popular strain in the United States, with most cases concentrated in Michigan and the New York City region. Mark Meadows, former chief of staff at the end of the Trump administration, said that the former president is better than 50-50 to run again for president. Meadows said this week, I'm feeling great about President Trump's willingness to serve once again in the Oval Office. End quote. This is USA Radio News.
6: Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach. And I want to tell you that arthritis is not a genetic thing. It's not a disease of aging. Neither is osteoporosis. Get a hold of my book. It's all in your head. It goes into the 25 different diseases you get when you have osteoporosis of the skull. These are all reversible. You take the Healthy Bone and Joint Pack, the MSM, vitamin D3, stay away from all the bad foods, including gluten, and guess what? You'll regrow all your bones, including your skull and your legs and your hips and everything else. Contact us at usaradiohealth.com. That's usaradiohealth.com.
12: After taking last weekend off, NASCAR Racing returns to Martinsville, Virginia for the Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief 500. Driver Kyle Busch talks about the track at Martinsville.
6: You know, I, I look forward to getting to Martinsville. Um, you know, Ben, last year, obviously, was crew chief with Harrison Burton. It was the first time the Xfinity cars had been to uh, Martinsville in a long time, and so there was no practice. They literally just lined it up and raced at Martinsville, and, and uh, they were super fast. You know, Harrison was able to win that race. So um, Ben was with me when we were successful at, um at Martinsville, the years that we won in, in 15 and 17. So I'm looking forward to being able to get there. And hopefully we've got some things in store for us to be fast.
12: Take note, the race is Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern and can be seen on Fox Sports 1 and Motor Racing Network. Facebook continues to dumb down their users. Wendy King from the Pacific Northwest USA Radio News Bureau reports.
10: Facebook has announced it's going to start labeling posts to make satire more obvious. The company is now adding new labels, such as satire page, to posts in Facebook's newsfeed. They're also going to clarify the origin of content as public official or fan page, according to Facebook. Last summer, Facebook began to apply labels to state-controlled media outlets to make it clear they may be under the influence of
12: government. Facebook reports it has 2.8 billion monthly active users.
0: I'm Lance Pry. This is USA. That's 800-251-7460.
2: Now, the Back Nine. Where business gets done. Where majors are won and boys become men. One day you'll get it. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network.
1: Hey, welcome in, it's the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio Masters edition of the show. So glad to have you on board, however you're accessing the program from one of our great affiliate radio stations, as well as Sirius 217, XM 203, online 967. We are so pleased here in our 22nd year of broadcasting the show to be covering this, uh our favorite tournament, the Masters, uh, and it's you know, Bob. Of course, uh, Bob Casper, Billy Casper's son, Billy winning the Masters back in nineteen seventy. And you know, Bob. One of the things that I've always cherished is my opportunity to go back with your family, beginning in two thousand, uh, the year VJ won, and mm-hmm. be able to experience Augusta from the perspective of a Masters champion and his close family. It's the the, the stories shared, the uh, places I was able to go, uh, the experiences I had. I, I was 26 years old when we started this, and my Masters bucket list is overflowing, and I'm just so humbled and grateful to have been able to be a part of that. And uh, it's developed in me, instilled in me a tremendous love for this golf tournament, one that will last a, a lifetime and hopefully generations through my own family. It's It's pretty special.
3: Yeah, my my dad um when he was able to win at Augusta um he realized after that point that he was going to be able to play it the rest of his life and it became so special to him as um a almost a culmination of his career and what he was able to accomplish. He of course he won an Open Championship or a US Open Championship in 1959 at Wingfoot and then he also won uh in 1966 at uh at Olympic Club. Um, but the masters meant more to him um, and the exclusivity in that club of champions um, than than winning those two u uh, s open championships so i uh, it's it 's been a a great experience to be able to um, go around it and feel it and and see it through his eyes um, hear the stories and uh, and to be able to experience it you and I both as we 've done this and gone on this this road together with the show.
1: Yeah, you know it's it's neat about what Augusta does is the way they continually honor their champions. Yep. Um, you know, we talked at the top of the hour there about Lee Elder joining Jack nicholas and Gary Player with that special moment. And uh, you know, your dad is one of those great champions in the history of the game of golf that probably didn't get the recognition he deserved. And yet at Augusta, he always received that recognition and I think that's why it was so special. Yep to him to be able to go back there year after year well listen we're just getting started here on the back nine we'll go through the leaderboard the storylines that well, you're going to want to pay attention to this weekend and Boyd Summerhays will join us Jeff Babineau as well from Augusta right on this back nine master's edition of Real Golf Radio This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through Everything to put my concerns to rest And the day of the surgery was so easy Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through And it worked I could see instantly And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot Land 300 yards down the fairway Well, you know, close to 300 yards Anyway, schedule your free consultation today At HoopsVision.com Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper and me Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio And you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure Do it now at Hoops. To get your highest
5: performing tour ball,
1: you need to build it with the highest
5: quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D x-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything.
7: Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability. It multiplies
1: it. Get custom fit from Montori X today. unlike anything you've experienced before.
5: Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI Speed Frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway.
1: Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on a Master's Weekend Edition. Thanks for being with us here on Real Golf Radio. And uh, hit us up on Twitter, at Real Golf. This segment is brought to you by Callaway and the new Apex Pro 21 Irons. There's nothing like our best. Callaway redesigned this iron from the ground up with innovative AI face to architecture and all-new forged hollow body construction. Any scratch or single-digit handicapper who wants speed and forgiveness in a player's performance iron needs to try the Apex Pro 21. And let me just say, I might not be a scratch, um, <laughs> but I am a single-digit handicapper, and I absolutely love these irons. They are so pure. First swing, put them in the bag, and I basically have... My first two rounds, 74-75, and um, not even playing that great, but I hit them great, and uh, I'm, I couldn't be more pleased. Check out CallawayGolf.com and the new Apex family of irons. All right, Bob, uh, we have a jam-packed hour number two, back nine. We're going to welcome in Jeff Babino. We'll get his take on how things have been going on the ground there. He's writing for Masters.com, veteran golf journalist, Dan Augusta this week. Also, Boyd Summerhays on how he's preparing Tony and what they'll do this weekend as he's just three shots back a familiar place Tony is finding himself really comfortable uh, around uh, Augusta National and being there in contention on the weekend let's talk about Will Zalatoris he's going to be in that final group Bobby's playing in his first masters he's uh, he was born in ni- 1996 this guy you know i mean he's what 24 years old and yeah. um he'll be 25 later on this uh, this august but I loved his quote when he said, Hey, if I'm stupid enough to think that I can play in this tournament, then I'm stupid enough to think I got a shot at winning it. So, I mean, I, I love the self deprecation. I love the humility. And he's going about his business there uh, really impressively. And he has burst onto the scene, huh? Right off the Corn Ferry tour and leaving that thing in the dust on the PGA tour.
3: Well, you know what he's done is, um, you know, he played the Shriners Hospital Open. Uh, you got the U.S. Open and you got the Farmers Insurance Open. He's got three top top tens so far, um, with a top five finish at the Shriners, um, and he continues to play well and put himself in good positions. Um, took himself from from fifteen hundred in the world ranking as far as players are concerned. Um, did what he did on the Corn Ferry Tour and has done what he's done so far in this year on the PGA tour and he's worked himself up into the top 50 in the world. And that's how he got in the masters. And uh, when a guy can do that and make that big of an impact and p- make that big of a move, um, he is a great player and you got to watch out for this guy. Cause I'll tell you what, in the second round, um coming down the stretch he birdied 16, 17 and 18 and that showed me a lot.
1: Yeah, Justin Thomas also birdied Amen Corner and that's pretty impressive when you can do that on 11, 12 and 13. Pretty good stuff there by JT. He's also right there in the mix. Uh you know one of some of the records we talked about this week was uh, is it historically could Dustin Johnson join Jack Nicholas Nick Faldo and Tiger Woods as back-to-back Masters champions. And then we talk about Jordan Spieth. Of course, DJ missed the cut. Jordan Spieth, could he uh, become the first player since Phil Mickelson and just the third player in the last 50 years to win at Augusta the week after winning on the PGA Tour? And yet now we could better throw Fuzzy Zeller's 1979 in there with Will (laughs) Zalatoris trying to become a first-time winner uh, at at the Masters in his first event like Fuzzy did all the way back then.
3: Well, and as I mentioned early in in uh, in Hour 1, this is almost like where Jordan was when he contended in his first one um, against Bubba Watson, and Bubba Watson ended up winning. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see these young guys come along and not be affected by the situation, kind of like Mar- Colin Morikawa at the PGA Championship last year, and be right in the middle of things um, and want to have an opportunity and bite off a piece of this and and uh and win a major championship
1: there's no fear it's like no, yeah hey, hey i'm here none. i might as well go out and, and go after it and, and that's exactly what he's doing justin rose yep. uh, obviously a, a tremendous opening round 65 he he played really well to get himself back to even par in the second round he's been a runner-up twice here is it maybe his time
3: you know, we've always seen him play extremely well in in the opening rounds in a Masters Championship. Um, he's had uh, two runner up finishes and had his arm in the jacket. He needed to make make a seven footer on the 18th hole to win the golf tournament. Didn't win it against uh, Adam Scott and lost in a playoff. So, uh, excuse me, it was Sergio, Sergio yeah, um, <clears throat> possibly. But the thing that I don't like is that he took he had to take a month off and hasn't had any competition experience. Especially coming down the stretch.
1: All right, so that takes us down. You know, again, Brian Harmon playing in his third Masters. I think it's going to be difficult. He's been playing well, tied for third of the yeah. players, tied for fifth at match play in his last two events. But I, you know, I think Brian Harmon. He's only broke par in one round prior to this year, and so good player. But it makes you wonder. Jordan Spieth there at five. Mark Leishman's, a, you know, has had some good finishes in majors. Tony Fino, Justin Thomas there at four, among others. Uh, it's you know, there, there's some there's some good players finally stacking up
3: and there are and um i'm just really looking forward to the play today and seeing who makes a move and who gets themselves puts themselves there to have a chance to win
1: yeah again don't forget you want to get into that last group if possible that is your task should you choose to accept it i guess your mission should you choose to accept it hey we'll take a short break when we come back jeff babineau from augusta right here on real golf radio Before you buy it, beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through. Through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops
2: Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real. Here's Brian and Bob. All
1: right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks so much for being here with us on our Masters edition of the show, Uh, our favorite week of the year without question, and we have a great weekend shaping up in Augusta with, uh, I'll tell you what, Justin Rose doing what he did on Thursday and then what he did on Friday, quite frankly, letting everybody else catch up and make this really interesting going into today's third round. And joining us right now is veteran golf journalist who's been covering the Masters for, you know what, I shouldn't even guess, Jeff Babino joining us right now. Babs, how many Masters is this now? This is uh, my Carlton Fisk Masters, number 27. I like there that. There you go. Nice. Could also be your Rudy Gobert, you know, if you want to, you know, throw us a little bone yeah, here in go. Utah. Yeah.
13: yeah, yeah. I didn't expect you guys to be with me on my Boston Red Sox reference, but <laughs> I gave it <a> go. <laughs>
1: hey, uh, I d- I wouldn't, I couldn't tell you what number he is, but I obviously uh, know who that Red Sox player is. I just did, couldn't have, that couldn't away. have followed the number there. Yep. Good. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, wow! Um, you you kind of heard my little mention there. I mean, Justin Rose, what he did on Thursday on a very difficult setup is something else, and something I don't think very many people, if any, saw coming. And then you know, again, lets everybody back in it. We had some, boy, some terrific play on Friday. What just what stands out? What's your impressions over the first thirty six holes there at Augusta?
13: Well, I mean, as usual here at Augusta, you never lack for storylines. So, you know, my initial impressions are: I think the kind of surprising to see the three guys on top of this board. Uh, Justin Rose hasn't been in much form. He uh, hasn't played competitively in a month. And uh, he's played, as you said, fantastic. It was impressive on Friday how he brought it back after struggling so you know early and, and really uh, you know, shooting 39 on front nine. He, and the, he had to really find something on that second nine. And he made three late birdies to keep the lead. So uh, Will Zalatoris here for the first time. Impressive kid, really impressive. Doesn't even have full-time PGA Tour status. And then you have Brian Harmon, who, you know, a from Savannah, Georgia, grew up watching this thing forever. And, uh, you know, again, he's played, I think this is his 19th major start, and he's got one top 10. So kind of surprising, but but on Friday we saw a lot of big names kind of make a move, and it sets up for a really exciting weekend.
3: Yeah, you know, talking of uh, the exciting uh, guys that are in the mix um, you know you look at you look at jordan spieth of course making a triple bogey on the ninth hole in thursday's round and and he's at five under par um after and and came off a win last week breaking that four-year drought um you got justin thomas who you know recently won at the players championship he shoots five under par and then tony finow um, starts the day at two over and shoots six under par it, um, those guys have some definite firepower, and I think I'm leaning towards one of those guys being there at the end.
13: Yeah, it really feels like those guys built a lot of momentum, though. I, I walked in with uh, with Tony Fino and, and uh, Justin uh, Thomas, and they both made kind of bad bogeys at 18, which is too bad because they they were moving forward all day long. Um, but so they, you know, Justin Thomas kind of had to cool off a little bit. But the, the bigger picture is, he's put himself there, right? I mean, that's half the yeah. challenge here. You have to put yourself there for the weekend. Uh, Spieth knows that. I mean, Spieth winning last week was great. Um, you know, it gives him some nice momentum. It was important, I think, that he, he got over the line, you know, after having some close calls. I think that was great for his confidence. But I'm not so sure he'd be any different if he had driven down Magnolia Lane having finished 38th last week. He's he's one of those guys who finds something here, as as does Tony, really. I mean, I talked to Boyd Summerhays. I mean, Tony's results have been great, but he comes here and, and he's so inspired by this place. Uh, I think it really it makes him bring his game up a level. So, uh, yeah, as you say, I, I, those guys, I, I definitely see. I think all three will be factors. I'm going to be surprised if they're not this weekend.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to ask you a little bit, maybe some more on speeth. You know, when we, I think when when the three of us talked at the beginning of the year, probably the beginning of each of the last two years, We mentioned how one of the big storylines would be Jordan Spieth, you know, if he's able to return and get his game back. And I think it's safe to say he's back. Not only has he had some good play on the PGA Tour and dropped some good rounds like we saw in Phoenix, but then for him to put on the cowboy boots last week after, you know, uh, picking up his, what, 12th win now on the PGA Tour and, you know, just in time to sort of at least remove the monkey, right? And now... Now he can right. be freed up knowing, okay, you know, I don't have to answer that. I haven't won question. And he can just go about his business. Just just talk a little bit more about what, what how how big of a storyline that was winning last week coming into this week with him continuing to play well.
13: Yeah, I think it was huge, you know. Um, and, you know, a lot of guys will tell you as they're going through it that it's not that big, that they're close, that they're, you know, right on the, right on the cusp. But and then they get on the other side of it, as he did, and he tells you, you know, his, his camp will tell you that he's kind of he, he was he was down there, you know. He was really feeling the depths, and um, to see him battle back, you know, he put in the work, and uh, you know, he's still in his twenties, and he had built such a you know built a Hall of Fame resume by the time that guy was twenty five years old. Uh, so it's been tough on him. It's a long time; we're going on almost four years. So I thought to to finish the way he did in San Antonio was big, but it also helped that he was pushed down the stretch. I think he. He showed himself something there as well. It wasn't just coasting yes. in with nobody on his heels. I mean, Charlie Hoffman really put it on him there on Sunday, and, and he was thankful for that. That that made him respond. So, you know, him coming here with that win, as you say, under under his belt, and and not worrying about that, it really does free him up. All these guys on the top of board of the board are, uh, they talk about being freed up. You know, so that's really important. You know, it's easy to get just frozen by the the pressure of it all. And if you can play freely and, and certainly speed, has a good feel for that around here. It's just a huge advantage.
3: You know, one of the big things that we've talked about um, all last year and all this year is Bryson Ball. Uh, yeah. um shoots 76 in the first round and comes back with 67 in the second round. Um, he's currently at one under par. What did he do different or what did he say he did different as compared to the first round to the second round?
13: Well, he said he didn't adjust to the greens very well in the first round. You know, they were firm. He was going uh, long with some shots. Uh, I'm not so sure he's got the, you know, the game plan completely dialed for this place. I mean, the length is great, but, you know, a lot of guys hit it long. There's so much more to this place. You know, Tony Fina was talking about his ability to spin iron shots. So when it's firm and fast, he loves it because he's going to be able to get the ball a little higher to spin, control his ball. And so much of it is controlling the distance of your ball yeah. and avoiding places where you just you just can't be and, and bra he's all over the joint I mean some of these lines he'd been taking was aggressive uh, almost too aggressive so I think he dialed it back a little bit today I think he got the putter going today and, and he had a great round I mean that's gonna, that's gonna do him uh, some good going forward because uh, I mean if he, he's one of those guys that if he does put that round together, he can go really low around this place. So, uh, you know, he he's at least gave himself a shot. He's within shouting distance, and uh, I think we kind of expected to see that.
1: Jeff Bavino joining us from Augusta. Um, how about our man Tony? Uh, you know, it, it, would it surprise yeah. you to see that Tony leads the field in putting this week? Just 50 putts over 36 holes and it's interesting that in his two April Master appearances, he's uh, finished third and fifth in putting, respectively. He's had no three putts this week. He's just one shy of, uh, of the lead in birdies with 10. And uh, his weekend scoring averages 69.6 over his six rounds played on the weekends. And that's uh, a shot better, two shots better, than uh, Justin Thomas, who's 71.3 over 10 rounds. So I, I, it's, it's interesting that we've seen Tony go low with a 64 on a Saturday, at a 69 on a Sunday. Um, what's, your, what's your take on Tony? There's a lot of people that will be like, oh, here's Tony again. But, you know, we're all going to get our hearts broken when he gets close and, and doesn't close the deal.
13: Well, I love you know, he was asked about winning, and he, he's always asked about winning. And I love the way he fields the question. And he, he's, uh, he's, they asked why he's such a glass-half-full half guy. And he's a glass-half-full guy because he knows he's giving it his all. He's trying hard. He's got the game, and, and you know everybody. I think wants to see him win. I think it would be a really popular win. Uh, they want to see him kind of get over the line. You look at his talent and the fact he has one PGA Tour trophy. It just doesn't add up. And uh, you know he can do special things. I mean, he went out today. The one thing on this golf course is you you uh, you kind of kind of hold the fort out there on the front nine. That first nine is tough, and here he is out there shooting thirty-one. He actually. You know, didn't get the back nine like a lot of guys were getting it today. So he, he had a par at thirteen, he bogeys eighteen. Um, so I mean, he could have gone really low today, actually. So I, the most surprising thing was putting. Not that he's just putting well, but he's also he told reporters after the round he's he's been putting, looking at the hole some this week. So as we've seen Jordan speak through that in the past, he's doing that just because he was putting so poorly on Wednesday. So. You just hope if he's kind of experimenting with that and hadn't practiced it a whole lot, that it kind of holds up on the weekend.
3: You know, uh, one of the things coming into the week was Dustin Johnson having a chance to go back-to-back. Um, unfortunately, he played poorly, bogey the last two holes in Friday's round, um, and uh, finished outside the cut line. Is that, that a shock? Did, has he made any yeah. comments regarding his play this week?
13: Yeah, it's a, it's a shock. I mean, it is a shock. He he putted so poorly. I mean, I think he might have had six three-putts around here. He made the bad double finishing up the first round. He just never really got much going, you know. Um, yeah, so that, that is surprising. He's the world number one. Uh, you expect him to contend in all kinds of conditions. And, and certainly here with a short field, you don't imagine him missing the cut. But, you know, he's not here for the weekend. Uh, Brooks Kepka won't be here for the weekend. Roy not here for the weekend. Lee Westwood, who played so well in Florida, he's not here for the weekend. Uh, so, you know, it happens here. and It's, it's really an exact place, and you know, Bryson DeChambeau noted, or actually it was, uh, it was Rose who noted today when he finished, and DeChambeau. You don't have to be that far off at this place. It's really a razor-thin line between shooting 67 and 74. So, you know, just a few shots off, just a few yards off, And all of a sudden, you're in a tricky place and you're making double in a place where you might have been making birdies. So, uh, you know, Dustin Johnson's down the road and he'll be back, and I'm sure he'll contend here plenty of times in the future. But him not being here for the weekend is certainly a big surprise.
1: Jeff Babineau joining us here. Before we let you go, Jeff, uh, is Brown the new green in there at Augusta?
13: (laughs) Brown, yeah, we have Brown and Green, right? Yeah, I mean, it's. uh, these these greens were fire hit. They went early in the week, you know, without any rain and they were fiery. They, these guys were lucky today. It was muggy, you know, it was overcast on Friday and, and you could kind of get the golf course a little bit. There was some pretty good scoring. You know, some sixty sixes, sixty sevens. Uh, because it was boy, it seemed like it teetered it on the edge on on Thursday and, and you know, Saturday's third round, I mean, we sometimes get some really tough stuff there there and then and we see the uh, green light go on on Sunday, and, and let's have some Masters fireworks. So, uh, yeah, the brand, they're, they're rolling nicely, but, man, I, I saw some of those putts, like, on Thursday, downhill at 9, and downhill on some of these holes, at, you know, 15 chipping from the back of that green. It, it's perilous, man. It's tough. So, uh, power to these guys for putting on the show that they do.
1: It's going to be a fun show to watch and see how it all unfolds. And on Sunday, we'll be slipping a green jacket. We They'll be slipping a green jacket to a a worthy champion and uh, so many storylines to follow. Jeff, thanks so much for the insights. Enjoy it, man. We miss you, but uh, hopefully we'll be back there alongside come 2022. I hope so. We miss you guys here. Yeah, thank you. There's probably a lot thanks, of bud. extra sandwiches, so uh, you'll have to you'll have to help us out. With right. those. The sandwich racks
13: are full. And the chocolate milk. <laughs> I think the the guy who orders around here is like, "What's going on? Where's Where's the Utah boys?
3: Where's, where's Brian and Bob? <laughs> uh,
1: you're the best, man. Have a, have a great weekend, weekend. All right, guys. Okay, thanks, man. We'll see you. Jeff Babineau joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. All right, uh, we'll take a short break. We'll continue next uh, with the show. Uh, Boyd Summerhays uh, to join us next right here on Real Golf Radio.
7: Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability. It multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today.
6: I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered we honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy thank you for supporting the folds of honor thank you for supporting the Folds of honor thanks to you i will be a construction engineer an elementary school teacher
4: thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to
6: med school we're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom join the folds of honor squadron today Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten.
1: Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at Entrada. unlike anything you've experienced before to get
5: your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints and to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D x-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything.
2: Now back to brian taylor and bob casper on real golf Radio. real golf radio
1: all right welcome back to the show thanks so much to jeff babineau for stopping by let's continue now getting you ready for this master's weekend and really pleased to be joined right now by a renowned instructor uh, most notably this week with tony Finau. boyd summer joining us right now our good buddy hey boyd how are you man
14: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
1: And we're good. It's uh, We sure appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us. So, uh, man, just your uh, your initial reactions as you've had a chance to process being there at Augusta all week, but specifically the first two rounds.
14: Yeah, I mean, even from watching the uh, telecast of the uh, Augusta Women's and you could see that they were purposely drying the course out. You could just see it. You know, they're starting to get brown and, and uh, guys were starting to talk even last week about it. And when we got on site on Monday morning after after getting getting our negative COVID test, thank goodness, and you know, we got on the course on Monday, and I'd never seen anything like it before at Augusta, on a, especially on a Monday. It was already firm, and yeah. then there was no rain. There it looked like there might be some forecast you know forecasted rain midweek, but it just kept on pushing back further and further in the week. So here you go, and you had two rounds in the books with super firm greens and yesterday, um, having a one forty eight 48 tee time, the second to last tee time, you know, I showed up with Tony there a couple hours early and, and they're going over their books, uh, Tony and his caddy Mark. And we're all looking at the pin placements and all locations and, and you, see, you can feel the wind starting to pick up and we already knew the greens were dry and we kind of called it a survival day. You can't win it that first day, but you could have definitely knocked yourself out of the tournament. Plenty of great players did, and, and Tony did a great job. He was a little off his game and, and um, you know, had the little water ball there on, ball on 15 where he was kind of getting that momentum back, but he just kind of closed out the round at two over, and when you looked at the uh, leaderboard, basically all the good scores were from the morning, besides Justin Rose, who that is just incredible. For him to go 9-under yeah. on the last 11 holes, that's just, you know, something that you just can't foresee. I mean, even talking to Justin and you hear his words about it, like that's kind of surreal. But the second best score in the afternoon was one under. So being at two over, it kind of felt like, okay, you know, just get out and get at least a a under par, get back in the tournament. But when he started with a great par save on one, making about six foot slider and then the Eagle on two, and uh, Justin had already made a bogey or two, it was like, wow it just changed the complexion of the day where Tony really was chasing, trying to get in the lead. And it's crazy how things can change so fast. at Augusta national and even more so now that the course is playing a little bit more difficult than normal. So I think it's going to be an incredibly exciting weekend. I mean, it always is at Augusta, but things will move even faster. If the course doesn't get too much rain, there has been, you know, uh, the possibility of some rain here tomorrow, but if it isn't a heavy rain, man, this is, going to be some uh, some weekend here at
3: Augusta so you, you know you've talked about the course condition as it being uh, faster fierier um, on the greens uh, everything a lot a lot firmer um, one of the things that they talked about is that they did away with some of the second cut of the rough yeah um, on some of the holes so that the ball could roll out and get into the pine straw almost almost kind of almost um you know going back in time so to speak when they didn't have the second yeah. cut so what holes what holes are those as far as um those that have been taken away
14: well they've definitely tightened up the grass around the greens for sure and then like number 2 tony today had a great drive but he pulled it just a little bit and you know you could see that if it was any further left it was just going to kind of feed all the way down into the pine straw and he just kind of avoided that situation but yeah, there's no doubt that, um, I mean, Augusta National is a great golf course and it the Masters is known for allowing birdies to happen and especially on Sunday, the whole location's on the back nine. They want birdies to happen because it's it, that energy, you hear the roars. But I do believe that, you know, 20 under, um, I, I think that they're very proud and they should be at the golf course and, and uh, they wanted to give a different tournament this year, firm it up and uh, see what the guys could do. And there's no doubt that uh, Augusta national can play as hard as they want to make it play. And that's really clear. now to everybody, if anyone had forgotten or I'd never seen a difficult masters. Right. So I kind of like it. I mean, they kept it. There's there's, it was clearly fair. You have 20 people yep. that are under par. So, you know, it played super difficult. Augusta national, you have to be so precise into the greens on the second shots, even when they're receptive, let alone now that they're firm. So, it makes it even more critical. Usually, if you get in that you know, first cut of rough, it's, Augusta has never had long rough. But when the greens are that firm, that first cut of rough, if you miss the fairway, my goodness, you are having a really hard time getting the green. And I think that's why you you see some of the bigger numbers and, and uh, some of the holes on the back nine, you know, picking up some casualties on some guys. So, I mean, look at number 15 today. That was so difficult to mm. hold the green, even with... The, the guys coming in with mid-irons as a second shot of par five. Guys were hitting the back water, just laying on the back of the green and rolling all the way into 16, and I haven't seen that in a long, long time. So
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. Tough pin placement on six, too, uh, which is you know just on the edge of that shelf. Boyd Summerhays joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. What is it about Tony... And we've talked about this, but just kind of reiterate: what is it about Tony when he gets to Augusta? I think it's you know from from those of us who were observing, it didn't feel like Tony was necessarily you know in in you know on top of his game coming in this week, even though he had had a relatively good finish in you know in a, in a several tournaments early on in 2021. And yet he shows up, and, and here he is again in, in his April Masters appearances. He's just been you know lights out money, and and he's doing it once again. What is it about Augusta? Nash? That just seems to bring out his best.
14: I mean, I think it just plays to his skill sets. I think he's always been a guy that um, prides himself in, in being mentally and emotionally stable and strong. And the ma- the majors just for some reason, there's some guys that just maybe aren't quite comfortable in that situation still yet. But you know, when Tony gets to the majors, it just tightens his his focus and his excitement. I think, but. As far as just the golf course, I mean, it it is made for him. Um, They have made the golf course a more difficult driving course as the years have gone by, but there's still room off the tee, and it's a second-shot golf course, and Tony is an incredible iron player. And then he lags the ball extremely well statistically every year. He is one of the best lag putters on tour, and Augusta, if you don't, get it on the right shelf you're gonna have a lag putt that's up and over with sometimes 20 30 40 feet of break I think a perfect example was yesterday when he was kind of struggling on the 13 he was on the somehow stayed up on that left side and he had a putt that he said he played over 40 45 feet of break and barely caught the edge of the tier and went right down to the hole Mm -hmm. you know he has a gift for lag putting. he has great hands and I think the combination of he hits it far, no doubt, and there is room to hit it out there at Augusta National. And then he's he's a great iron player and a great lag putter, and and he's had success in the majors. That's the biggest thing. He came here in his first time, got a top 10. He already knew he could play here. Then he's played in the final group with Tiger Woods when, you know, there couldn't have been any more pressure or a bigger moment than that. So I just think he comes here. He loves the golf course. Loves that it's a major championship and he kind of thrives under that situation for sure
3: yeah you talked about the greens and you talked about his lag putting how about um so far through two rounds tony has 50 putts and leads the field in putting
14: yeah you know he he's felt good all year statistically he's been above average all year and you know he you know, I think some of the people watching the telecast yesterday noticed he was even looking at the hole on some of the short putts. He wasn't even looking down the ball. He got asked about it today, after, and he's like, you know, it was just a drill we were doing a couple of days before on Tuesday and Wednesday, where just trying to free him up. He's so athletic that um, you know he we have a drill where he just looks at the hole when he's hitting his short putts and. It makes a very free stroke, and I think he liked it so much he didn't really know he wasn't looking back down the ball yesterday and making some of those short putts. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, he is. He's rolling it great, and that's the key. I mean, he, he was a two-over after the first day. Number one was playing very difficult today with the whole location. So I think one of the hardest on the whole golf course, but definitely the most difficult on number one where they tuck it right behind the bunker on the left. And he was faced with a six seven footer that had, uh, you know, a ton of break. And if he misses it, he's already at three over. And it kind of just changes the round. You know, you can't make many more mistakes. The cut ended up being at three over, but he makes that putt. And then he hits it tight on two, makes that putt. And all of a sudden, my goodness, he was already like in 10th place. And it was like, wow, that just happened so fast. And then the great birdie on six and the par save on seven, great birdie on eight. And then when he made that putt on nine, mm. it was like, wow we got something special going on. So
1: he kind of chuckled there on nine. I mean, it obviously it spun back a little more than he anticipated ended up just off the green, but uh, you know, I mean, Hey, give, give it a go. And as you said, that's in that lag putting wheelhouse and, and happened to be on the right line. And uh, yeah, that's, those are the kinds of little things that sometimes you just need when you, you know, when, when you, when it's your week and, and those things were going for him on Friday.
14: Yeah, no doubt. When he made that, he doesn't show a ton of emotion when he plays, but you know, you saw him pump his fist there. Yeah. He knew how big that was. It was going to go by six feet, seven feet, maybe even more. And, um, you know, maybe even if it only goes by five, six feet, it's a slick, slick putt coming back. But he walks away, and all of a sudden he shoots a 31 on the front, and it's like, oh, my goodness. He was already in, I think, second or third place after the front yeah. nine. It's just things can happen so fast. I think he did a great job yesterday when things were playing so difficult and he got off to a rough start. Um he just hung in there, hung in there and honestly held the round together and, and, um, allowed himself to still be in contention, you know, enough to where when he got that hot front nine that he was right there. And then, you know, the shot he hit on number 14 to gimme after not birdie in 13 and bogey and 12 kind of kept the round together. And then 15, uh, was playing downwind, you'd think it would just play easy. Right. But guys had a big problem with 15. They could not hold the green and, and makes a beautiful birdie there. And, and I just, he just played great. You know, he's, he's confident. He's feeling good. And I think the past experiences, I don't think you could ever, I said it before, but you can't have a bigger stage than what he went through in 2019 with Tiger in the final group and with France. So I think, um, you know, obviously there's a ton of golf to play. There's a ton of great players at the top of the leaderboard. And it's jam-packed. You know, you've got 12 guys you know 11 guys within three shots and and anyone within honestly the, that made the cut is still in contention to be honest so he's still got to play some great golf but I'm I'm sure excited to see what happens
3: is there a, is there a number um or that you felt coming into the week seeing the setup of the golf course or that kind of thing that you think and and now do you think that number's um going to be changed at all going into the weekend as far as what you think could possibly win the golf tournament?
14: Yeah, I mean, it's not uncommon for 14, 16, 17 under, 13 under to win. But with it being as firm as it is, when you right right now, fourth place is at five under, I mean, I think some guys would say, hey, if it stays relatively firm, if this rain doesn't soften it up, I mean, you got to think if you get to 10, to, yeah. to 8 to 10, 11, you're going to have a heck of a chance, right? And the yep. key is that Augusta, you just want to be within two or three, four shots of the lead going into back nine. Cause it's, it happens all the time where someone shoots a back nine thirty, 30 at back nine thirty one, and wins the golf tournament. So I think that's the goal is, you know, coming to the back nine, be within a couple of shots of the lead to where anything can happen. Cause Tony has the firepower, you know, with his di- distance and length uh, to really do some damage on 13 or 15. And, and the whole location is going to be right there for the take it on 16. We all know that. So, um, And 18, you know, you can birdie, that's a, you know, a funnel pin as well. So uh, as far as a number, if it doesn't rain, soften it up. I think anybody would take 10 right now, even nine possibly, but you never know. These guys are incredibly good, but you know, that, that seems like that could get the job done.
1: Boyd Summerhays joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Before we let you go, as a coach entering this situation, you've done it before. Uh, what will you guys, you, you always, the television, you know, cameras will, pick you up right behind Tony on the range. You guys are going through what looks like a pretty routine, um, you know, warm-up and a session. What are some of the things that you do, say, work through to uh, to make sure he's, Tony's comfortable and ready and, and you, you, that you've done what you need to do to help him be prepared for uh, each round this weekend?
14: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely added focus on the short game. You get there a little earlier and, you know, things are kind of spread out that range compared to where the first tee is. You know, there's quite a bit of distance. So he gets there earlier at at Augusta than than other tournaments. Um, This week, we haven't been hitting a lot of wedge shots that are kind of the off-speed ones, taking spin off. He's been hitting full wedge shots. He's got his foresight out, trying to see the distance, double-checking some wedge yardages, goes through the par-three yardages. He, you know, even after the round today, practiced number 12 a little bit three round today, he knew where the, the whole location, the pins or the tees were already on number six and on number 16. Practice that specific shot. It, he's using his warm-up to kind of try to hit some of the shots he knows he's going to have to hit and um, definitely take some time, two, three, four balls to hit, make sure he's got that draw on number 10. That was a big hole for him today. Oh, yeah. That's been, yep. He fades the ball and that you, anyone that's been there, you have to hit a huge draw off that tee and so That was one of the best shots I've seen him hit in a long time, just a high draw, three-wood that set up his birdie. And so he's going to hit that shot, and then it'll always end with the the tee ball he's going to hit off number one. So he'll end with hitting his driver down the right. There's two fairways at Augusta National, one that goes down the left and one that goes down to the right. And he'll finish up tomorrow hitting his driver off number one.
1: I love it. Hey, Boyd, thanks so much for taking some time. Wishing you and, of course, Tony all the best. Please pass along our uh, well wishes, and um, we uh, look forward to seeing how you guys play this weekend.
14: Hey, we always appreciate the support. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you, BT and Bob.
1: You got it. Thanks, Boyd. Thanks, Boyd. Boyd Summerhays joining us right here from Augusta, of course instructor and uh, and good friend with and really family with Tony Fino and uh, they make a great team, good friends, and we certainly be rooting for them this weekend. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll wrap up our Masters edition of Real Golf Radio next. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home, well... Take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas, grill, Roos the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. 2020 has been
3: a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casper kasbyrealestate.com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y realestate.com.
1: Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountain Land Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. You're listening
2: to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob.
1: Wow, that was a great couple of hours here getting you ready for the weekend at the Masters. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, Thank you again to Boyd Summerhays, Jeff Babineau, the caddy. Again, if you missed any part of it, go to your favorite podcast site or just follow us on Twitter at Real Golf where you can listen. All right, Bob, in the short seconds that we have left, what do you see playing out? Who do you like, man?
3: you know it's it's pretty interesting but i think uh, it, a move is going to be made from guys a little bit further back i i like tony finau and justin thomas um be awesome to see those guys in the final group caddy said speeth and thomas in the final group you know with speeth making that triple bogey maybe not um but i think uh, it'll it'll be fun once it comes down to it, it's a pick for me between Finau and Thomas.
1: Mm, Okay. All right. I think Spieth is Mr. Masters leads the field and greens in reg. Of course, Uh, Tony leading the field in putts and he hasn't had his best stuff yet. JT. The only thing he's really struggling with is the putter. So if he gets that going, I think those are my three that I'm paying attention to this weekend. It's going to be fun. Everybody enjoy it. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer for Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. Happy masters weekend. And thanks as always for being with us right here on real golf radio. If you missed something from
2: today's show, you can find it now on iHeartRadio Talk. That's iHeartRadio.com slash talk.